0: Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast. The podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that one uncle that we all had that put ketchup on his mac and cheese, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very special guest. He is the director of the Mission House in Port Orchard, Washington. He's a lover of Mexican food, and he's actually the husband to the cousin of my best friend in high school, which I didn't find out until not too long ago. It's a small world. The man, the myth, and the legend himself, Mr. Oliver Underwood. How are you doing, Oliver? Josh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's great to have you on. Um, I got to say, before before we started, you told me earlier that you were doing some study for the podcast, which means that, one, you're already more prepared than me, and two... <laughs> It means you're going to sound smarter than me, which isn't hard, but you've already broke two of the podcasting rules and we haven't even started, man. I'll I'll
1: throw them (laughs) away. I'll throw the notes away.
0: (laughs) So, hey, Oliver, before we get going here, man, give us just a a short bio of who you are, uh, what you do for a living.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm married to the most amazing woman in the world. Her name is Lisa, and as you said, uh, she is related to one of your did you say best friends? Yeah, man. He was my best fr-
0: So, So it was, it was Peter Williams, who I'm oh. still I, – I, so I actually want to get on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's I found out the they were That's the
1: man the legend right there. So yeah, no, uh, the Lord blessed us with three wonderful children. Uh, my oldest is almost 10. His name is Christian. Uh, my middle is seven. His name is Evan. And then finally, we have a beautiful little girl. Uh, she's four years old, and her name is Kylie. Sweet. Um. One of the questions that you, you did throw out that it took me a while to prepare this answer – but, uh, was a little known fact. I had, yes, a, fun, yeah. I had a fun time with that little one. known,
0: little known fun fact. Yeah, That's Yeah. L- right. <laughs> little
1: known fun fact. Here you go. I love to travel even though I've never really been anywhere.
0: Okay. All right. As well All as those.
1: baklava being one of my favorite desserts. So I love oh. the, love the Mediterranean food. There you go. But, uh, there you go. my job, as I said, uh, you know, I, I'm, I get to be the director of the mission house and, um, it's just a huge privilege. The mission house, is a six to nine month, uh, it's a biblical discipleship program mm-hmm. where men come that are lost, they find themselves um, in addiction or, or a life-dominating sin, um, which amounts to a worship disorder. You know, the uh, Romans 1 says the, um, that, the, the, um, that they traded the truth of God for a lie and they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. And so men come here, they don't, I don't know that they know that, but they come here looking for truth. Mm. And so that's something that's really cool. Uh, the guys come here, um, they're in the Word 30 hours a week, and they actually go out in the community and work the other 30 hours a week. So they're not just kind of sitting around reading books. They actually have plenty of opportunities to apply what they're learning as well. Right. Um, I would say uh, that the best part about my job is obviously would be watching the Lord work in a tangible way in men's lives, um, either by knocking on their door or completely transforming individuals through the power of the gospel and his word. Right. Um that that is the the ultimate best part is that um my faith gets renewed constantly. And yeah. so I is that selfish? I don't, well, I don't No, I don't no, know. no, 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 I mean, I mean you do dude, dude yeah. you
0: live for that uh yeah. we were just talking about this on another podcast. You live for that light bulb moment mm-hmm. where you see the spirit Change the mind, and the mind, the eyes are open mm-hmm. to the truths that are, you know, obviously spiritually discerned. True, right? That's not. True. I don't think that's selfish at all. I think that's the greatest. I haven't found like a greater motivator,
1: right? Totally. To work
0: in ministry yeah. than that,
1: watching right? God work. Who doesn't want to yeah, see God yeah. work? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in
0: you're in a situation there where you're bringing in guys with some pretty hard pasts, yeah. and it's just more evident. It's right. more obvious that right. this is a work of God. And it's something that happens right in front of your face. Right? Totally.
1: Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing that anybody else could do except for God. And so the amazing part and the best part about it is God's the only one who gets the glory, right? you, you right. got impossible yeah. situations with people that don't make sense. Nothing's going to change. Once an addict, always an addict. And then here comes the gospel completely transforming somebody's life. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's, you know, touching just because we're both we're both biblical counseling nerds, touching on that a little bit. And that's why biblical counseling is so important and I think the only thing that actually works is what you just kind of touched on, that mentality of once an addict always an addict, mm-hmm. right? Is the world that we live in and the 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 type of secular counseling that'll put out there uh will make that statement, right? That you know, mm-hmm. once an addict always an addict. It's kind of the uh the, the, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. uh, uh, approach to it is, you know, I'm so-and-so and I've been an alcoholic for 30 years and they haven't touched a drink in 20 of them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's right? kind of a, a hopeless identity um, of, of a diseased individual. right. Right. Yeah. Right. And where biblical counseling
0: comes in is it doesn't just look at the alcohol addiction or the drug addiction as the problem. It sees that as the symptom. Sure. Right. It sees that as the symptom of a greater problem, which right. is obviously that person's need for Jesus. Totally. totally. <laughs> right. Um. And that's why ministries like yours, that the Mission House, are so important, is because they're really focusing on what these guys truly need. I, I heard you say once that the goal of the Mission House is not to get men sober,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That's that's a great a great benefit, mm-hmm. but the goal is that you are sharing the gospel with these guys.
1: Right. The goal right? is to win them over, you know. Yep. Um, the Lord, you know, it says it, isn't it, in Peter where he says that the Lord, the Lord isn't slow, as some count slowness, but he's patient, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Yeah. And so that's yeah. our hope.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely the best part of the job, I agree, but I know that there's hard parts of the job sure. as well. Uh, what's 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 one of the hardest hardest parts of of your position up there?
1: Man, I would I would say that um, it, it's kind of the flip side of what we just talked about. The best part is, is is that the hardest part is is watching men in their hopeless situations, then deny the only hope that they will ever have is is mm. denying the gospel and, and continue on hopelessly lost. Um, you know, yeah. some of these guys come into the mission house. Um, at a seemingly intense low, and, and some of them have lost families. Uh, they're they're homeless, or mm-hmm. have even flatlined several times from from overdose, and yet presented with an opportunity for freedom, and still they choose slavery. And and yeah. it, it, it it's heartbreaking, you know. And and I think of it. Kind of reminds me of Matthew twenty three thirty seven. You know, when Jesus Jesus is writing in Jerusalem, he says, "Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who who killed the prophets and stoned those who sent you." He says how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. I mean, that is the yeah. heart of Jesus. So I actually think, um, you know, in a way, I get a, I get to a share a little bit in that sorrow.
0: I agree. That is definitely one of the hardest parts of counseling, but that is where our belief in the God's sovereignty and belief in the gospel right. comes in, right. is that God is responsible for opening the eyes, mm-hmm. right? And if we didn't believe that, uh those men that walk out the door without Christ uh you're you're taking personal responsibility for that mm-hmm. because you obviously did something wrong right, right. oh absolutely um,
1: absolutely well, you know and somebody told me this a while ago um you know when i was fairly new in the faith and and was i mean you know ministry is hard especially this you know you you can be defeated and and feel like maybe your efforts are, aren't going towards the right things you know get off of the truth and yeah. um somebody told me this once he says if you're not going to take you can't take credit for the successes, mm-hmm. then make sure you don't take credit for the failures as well.
0: Mm, yeah. And so
1: I, I just grabbed. I yep. mean, maybe I maybe I kind of butchered that a little bit, but I just grabbed onto that as saying, like it, it's pride on both ends.
0: Yeah. You know? So to, it is to
1: guard your heart in that. But yeah, no, exactly, stuff. man,
0: yeah. exactly, yeah, and it just makes us all the more reliant on the mm-hmm. gospel, all the more reliant on everything we do everything we preach everything we we say to these guys uh, and and anybody is centered in the gospel right mm-hmm. uh, cuz you never know you never know what the lord's going to use you know sometimes we get to be the means sometimes we're just another another step in the road that the sure. lord uses to bring somebody to him you know 20 years later um so kind of in that in that same vein oliver tell us um tell us a little bit about how you came to Christ, uh, and your, your passion for, for ministry there, you know, helping these guys out of drug and alcohol addictions. Tell us how Christ found you.
1: Yeah. So, um, I really want to use Romans five, six on this one. It says that, that for, well, we were still helpless at the right time. Christ died hmm. for the ungodly. And so so that's when Christ found me, when I was utterly helpless at the right time, at the perfect time. And again, that goes right back to what you were just saying. We don't know how this time thing works. We don't. God is sovereign, and, and we might just be planting a little seed, but at the right time yeah. is when he's going to rescue us. And, and so um, you know, I grew up in a blended family that went to church on Sundays, so I had exposure to the Word throughout my childhood. Uh, I was baptized when I was eight years old. Um they even gave me, I remember uh getting a nice little plaque with my picture and name Dude, on it. Dude, so you I got, got a baptism I plaque. Got, I got I, I think that's the only trophy I've ever received. Certified, <laughs> certified wash. <That's> right. <laughs> certified that's right. fresh. So yeah. you know it's good. That's right. But uh <laughs> yeah. But other than than asking God for help in tough situations every now and then, I would say that my relationship with Jesus was essentially non-existent. Okay. Um at 14 I started dabbling with alcohol, marijuana. I even tried um, some amphetamines um, once. Um, I ran away from home and I ended up eventually moving in with a friend. Um, I was then introduced to meth again. And within three weeks, I began manufacturing amphetamines. Um, So this continued until I was 21 years old. I came to a place where I had lost all hope. I lost my desire to live. Um, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to live. So that's yeah. that's an interesting dilemma to be in, sure. Um, but the Lord, uh, in His sovereignty, He opened the door for me to come to the mission house, and uh, this, this is where the Lord really called my name, and I responded, and uh, He really captivated my heart. Um. So, so you ended up going. So you're the director of the mission house now. I am. So you end.
0: So you started there as a resident. I did. And then you graduated and then the Lord had you, had you
1: take over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, so I completed the program and I worked a job for a little over, you know, a few years um, until I, I got a phone call one day and I was asked if I'd be willing to quit my job. Um, with my wife and, and three kids and start an 18-month unpaid internship learning how to help men who are struggling in addiction. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sign me yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> let, let me ask my wife. <laughs> yeah. well, well, hold on. Yeah, but you know what? She's a, she, like I said, she's amazing and super supportive, and um, the Lord definitely blessed me with an amazing wife. So um, 12 months later, into my 18-month internship, the Lord just opened up that door and allowed me to step into that director, uh, director position. And I've been here for going on four years now. Wow, Mm -hmm.
0: man, Oliver, that is amazing. You are, you are definitely what, what, what I like to call a trophy of grace. My friend, Mm -hmm. that is, that is an amazing story. Uh, Just hearing how the Lord is from, from how he literally plucked you out of the mire and set your feet on, on the rock. Uh, that is that is amazing. It's a testimony to our Savior and, and the grace mm-hmm. that he has. That is so, so cool. Um, so shifting gears a little bit into now uh, you're the director of the Mission House. I know a huge part of your guys' ministry there is that you're really involved in your local church. Two-part question. Where First off, where do you guys go to church? And then second, uh, what is one aspect of your church that that you really, really appreciate and really, really value?
1: Okay. Um, so uh, my wife and I and all the Mission House guys, we all attend uh, a local church called Christ the Rock Community Church here in Port Orchard. Mm-hmm. And I would say that um, one of the aspects that I really appreciate is the solid exegetical teaching. Yeah. Um, th- this church um, really holds fast to the Word of God and really um, values language and definitions. And so instead of just um, superficially um, studying or teaching the scriptures from, from a surf, surface level, letter, uh, level or, yeah. or from an eisegetical view, kind of with biased opinions, putting your own opinion on the scripture, it's very much harvesting all of the nuggets and the gold from the scripture. And, and mm. they, they preach that well. Um, yeah. So that, that to me is, is what I want my wife and my children to hear. Um, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the word. I don't want to hear a man. And, um, that's what my guys need to hear. So that, that's one. Um, another thing is, um, obviously the close relationships that we've built with the people in the congregation as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. In what ways are are you uh, you specifically, and then also the the mission house as a whole? In what ways are you guys involved there at uh, at at uh, Christ the Rock, right? Yeah, Christ the Rock. So Christ the Rock.
1: So um, the guys, as far as the program goes, I mean, like we're we're there for whatever they need. Really, you know, if they got some some maintenance they're doing around that, you know mowing yards, doing parking, um, mm-hmm. event stuff, um, really. Really, the guys are there, um, available when our you know when we can to to, to serve you know. So, yeah. um, as far as uh, myself. Um, I pr- primarily help out by being used as a resource for counseling. Not that I am like the counseling pastor by any stretch of the imagination at all. That's, that's, that's not my position there, but mm-hmm. because of the nature of what I do, I get plenty of phone calls. and Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And, I'm sure you do. And so, I'm sure and you're so, kept busy.
1: Yeah. And so I, I, I love that. I love that they use me in that way. And, and um, I get to use my foolishness and the truth that God has given me to, to help other people and point them towards Christ. I love music. So uh, I've been playing guitar and singing and and drums for for quite a number of years. And so I help out with worship on occasion if if they need that. Um, Great. And then even sub in for teaching. I love to teach. So so youth groups, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. whatever they need.
0: So, Oliver, when you think about work and service, uh, just in general, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, work in the 95, uh, uh, just in society or serving in church, how does your Christianity, the fact that you are a Christian, how does that infect and affect the way that you view and go about working?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think work is good. I think that if you don't work, uh, it can be hard to eat at times. And I really (laughs) just love food. (laughs) So to me, work, work means food. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I was thinking about this when, when you gave me some of these questions to me, one of the more important questions is what does God think about work? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and in 1 Corinthians 10.31, uh, it says that whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. Okay. So even the seemingly norm- normative, uh, monotonous practices of daily living are supposed to be worshiped to the glory of God. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul kind of repeats this again in Colossians 3.17, and, and, and he says, uh, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name right. of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God uh, the Father through him. Um, eating, drinking, talking, moving, or anything— um, you do should be done with a motive for reflecting God's glory back to him. So as far as as far as work goes, you know, something something that I've seen that that tends to be a common struggle. And I, I struggle with this as well in the church body is is compartmentalizing worship. Mm-hmm. Because here we are, we're reading about you're, you're doing no matter what it is, whether it whether it's work, physical work, or it's working by playing the guitar at worship service on Sunday or preaching a sermon or, or going to get your groceries, it says do all for the glory of God. So really what he's really talking about is worship as you're working, as you're walking, you're worshiping. And so I've, I've noticed this compartmentalizing of that. Um, Mm. and what I, what I mean by this, um, is the common thought that ministry is when you're serving at the church building or doing something, you know, quote unquote, Jesus oriented like worship practice or leading a Bible study. But what I see in Scripture is that ministry and worship is in the heart.
0: Hmm. It's in
1: the heart. Um, in fact, it's possible for God to not even desire someone's sacrificial actions if it's not from the heart.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, can and enable, right? Right,
1: right. Totally. Or, yeah. or uh, you know, yeah. I was reading in, in uh, First Samuel you know 15 about didn't he say hath jehovah a a, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of jehovah behold to obey is better than sacrifice right yeah right and where should the obedience come from that's the question and i think paul talks about this in romans 6 he says but thanks be to god that though you were slaves of sin you became obedient from the heart the truth is, I, I this is what I see in Scripture is that God will be just as pleased with a construction guy swinging a hammer, framing up a building, and sharing his faith with his coworkers, as He was at Billy Graham's crusade on May thirtieth. You know, where an estimated, uh, and that was back in nineteen seventy three. It says where an estimated three point two million people attended in South Korea. Sure, and and yet we find ourselves putting these things on different levels. Well, you know, I'm not really in ministry and I'm, you know, ministry mm-hmm. is you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Ministry is wherever God takes you.
0: I know that I I often partial those out into two separate categories that, you know, when I'm at church, uh, I'm doing my church stuff. This is when I'm really doing stuff for the Lord. And then when I'm doing my nine to five job, uh, this is just something that I do, uh, you know, and and get it over with as, as quick as I can, mm-hmm. right? Which is not the great, that's not the greatest uh not the greatest attitude. <laughs> but, but that <laughs> you know? is our
1: natural tendency, and, and obviously we need to identify that and, and go back to repentance, right? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. No, that's great, Oliver. That's a fantastic – that is a fantastic uh, lens to view service through. That's something that, that we all should be striving to do more. What would you say are some misconceptions or some some really bad reasons for serving in church?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's another really good question. Um, I would say some bad reasons to serve in church is just because that's what your parents did. Okay. Um, I would say another bad reason to serve in church is, um, you know, any, I think any box checking, you know, um, hmm. how about, how about this? L- let me switch the question on you. Yeah. Give me some bad reasons to go to work biblically. Sure. You know, sure. if you're not working as unto the Lord, it's a bad reason to go to work. If you're not right. going to church as unto the Lord, it's a bad reason to go to church. Right. So I, th- I think, again, even that question, you know, we have the tendency to compartmentalize even, you know, what's a bad That's reason true. to go to That's church. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, wow. That's true. So just making sure that, man, whatever you do, you know, keep your eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith and, and, right. and give all the glory to God, whether you, like I said, like you can be the the, the Billy Graham in, in Korea, or you can yep. be the construction worker sharing your testimony in the gospel with your foreman. And, and that right. is extremely glorifying to the Lord. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. Yeah, that's 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 a very that's a very good point, which is the perfect uh segue into our our, our next thing here is, is for me personally, Oliver, um when I think about Christians that that really really encourage me just as an individual. To serve in my church more, to love Christ more are they those people are the ones with the servants' hearts mm-hmm. for me. so for you, when you think about Christians that encourage you to be more like Christ, who are those people for you and and what are the traits that they have that 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 inspire you to be more like Christ
1: right right. Yeah. Um, obviously other than like believing in the gospel and the, and the, yes, you yes know, of course, other of course. Than we the, will, the we main... will, we will
0: caveat, <laughs> we will caveat that Jesus is that person. Right. Right. right? Okay. Ultimately Jesus, we got, yes. So I think, <laughs> I think
1: with that, that belief, what you're, what you're talking about, you know, talking, talking about some traits of a godly man, um, that, that yeah. inspires them to be more like Christ. You know, I think one of these traits, one of the main traits is an attitude. It's an attitude. And and I you know I think of the word attitude and I think of Philippians two five through eleven right have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus who Jesus. although yeah. he existed in the form of God he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped but he emptied himself taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men being found in the appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a, even cross. Death on a cross you know that's right and right. so and so using that scripture I think we can answer this question. So, you know, pulling different attitudes out of the text of the follower of Christ, mm-hmm. what, what they should mimic. You know, one of the first attitudes I see is they need to have a reverence for God and acknowledge him as Lord. This next thing I think is someone has to, um, they would have the perspective that they are not their own. But instead mm. that they were bought with a price, and this was this was Jesus' view. man I, I'm here to do the Father's will, you know yeah um, and this will allow that person to empty themselves with gratefulness because all that they possess actually ultimately already belongs to the Lord anyway. And then yeah. um, finally, I think that uh, this person is willing to be obedient to God um, and his will, regardless of what it will cost them. Yeah, so there's this courageous, boldness, um, all I have is his even my life and he can have it.
0: Yeah. The question that comes up is how do we get that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How do we do that? Right. So I'm asking you to, I'm asking you to, to biblical counsel me right now, (laughs) Oliver is how do I get to that point? I want the servant's heart. I want to be the one that is the servant leader. Mm -hmm. That is, that is humbling myself that knows I'm not my own, Mm -hmm. that knows I'm here for God's glory. How, how do I do that?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was I was uh, counseling with a guy this morning, and and um, he was asking me exactly the same thing. So it's it's funny that you're you're asking. Sweet this right now. The, <laughs> providence. The, one of the things that we ended up getting into was the topic of perfectionism, and yeah. and how we can um, have this view on on one side of obviously we want to become more like Christ, but on the flip side, if we're not more like Christ, in our opinion. Then it's not good enough, and we start white knuckling this whole walk with the Lord and doing it in our own efforts. And so we need to understand that the perfection comes from Christ, not from ourselves. Yeah. And so uh, that's the first thing: is the foundation is Christ, and and um, it, everything has to be in Him, through Him, for Him. And so this isn't something, some sort of agenda where uh, you know I write you out a bunch of do's and don'ts, and. You know, in, in five years, come back, and I guarantee right. you'll be a lot more like Christ. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah unless you're work. just <laughs> being obedient to the word. So, um, but but yeah, I would I would say that. Um, first and foremost, I would say a strong, healthy prayer life. Hmm. I think that prayer is um, undervalued. Yeah, um, that it's more of a religious action than a, than a communication and conversation with the Lord day in and day out. And, Mm -hmm. and by being in constant communication with the Lord and and being listening intently for his voice. And, um, that creates a heart that is humble because you're in the presence of God. It creates, uh, eyes and, and a, a motive that is intentional. So you're looking around and looking for opportunities that the sovereign God is going to provide for you. Right. And in prayer, um, God's also gonna give you a supernatural hunger for his word, right. and so i think I think prayer is is one of the biggest things um obviously digging into god's word um and application you know that's probably a good thing too maybe don't just read it, actually do it
0: <laughs> right. You know? right um
1: and then also uh fellowship we need one another you know I, uh, community is completely undervalued too, and I don't mean community like going to a potluck on church at church on Sunday I mean like discipleship, yeah, right? Yeah. Small, small
0: groups. Uh, you know,
1: you find out uh, the widow at church is back in the hospital because she had a fall and you take her some flowers and you, you could, you know what I mean? Like really yeah, getting into people's right. lives. So I, I think, yep. I think that all of that is going to um, that is the heart of Christ. And so with right. the heart of Christ, you're going to grow more into his image.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Fantastic. So Oliver with
1: your work there at the mission
0: house Serving in church. Anybody who has been in any type of ministry for any amount of time knows that you get those stories, man. Those hilarious stories, those unforgettable moments. And I'm going to open this up both to your church experience and experience there at the Mission House. Mm -hmm. Share with me one of the funniest or most unforgettable moments, experiences you have ever had.
1: Yeah, I've never had any of those. So Yeah, no. right. <laughs> I just don't want to share it. No. Okay, so I made the mistake last night. I I leaned over to my wife and I said, Hey, uh, Josh can wants I, me to can talk I share about this? a funny moment. I no. I'm having a hard time thinking of some. Oh, okay. And so oh, wow. she um, very kindly shared some of my funniest experiences. There you go. Yeah, and, that's, man. And I, so that's this is right. the that's one she do. told me to share, okay? Okay, all right, So on me. here's the deal, okay? When, okay. I, when I first gave my life to Christ, <laughs> count, count right, me, just hang in, there. hang in there with me, all right? When, <laughs> I fir- when, time. when I first gave my life to Christ, when he first rescued me, I had the opportunity to baptize my wife. Okay, this was like, just mind-blowing. Just, I mean, this was like yeah. the love of my, my my life. And I get the opportunity to baptize my wife in front of everybody. And it was it was just one of those moments. Um, I had heard people, you know, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, which is good. That's, right. that's biblical. And then you, you dunk. Yep, yeah, and then right. you dunk them. And, I mean, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. But this, to me, you know, this is kind of my rebel side. This sounded, you know, a little too much like superficial religious jargon or lingo. You know, um, so I decided, you know, that I would come up with my own sincere personal saying, okay.
0: (laughs) So I lowered, which, 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 which which, by the way, always
1: goes well. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a great track record of making, um, great decisions on my own. So, so yeah, I decided to keep going with that. Um, so I lowered my wife down into the water and I said the words, I baptize you in the name of God. It made okay. sense to me since yeah. they were all part of the Trinity. Yeah. But uh, you just lumped them all into my one, wife he has had to never let that go. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't even believe she's ever been truly baptized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to go to the elders of your church and be like, hey, like, uh, our next baptism. Yeah. Can we actually do it right this time? <laughs>
1: Can Oliver not be in the pool? Yeah, he doesn't even have to be in the room. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, well, I've, you, I've been known to overthink things at times. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, dude, like you were just trying to
0: save time, right? I mean, he, I mean, the, the Trinity yeah. is God. Yeah. You just kind of lumped them all it into one, sense. right?
1: Yeah, it could have been way worse. It could have been. been way worse. So that was right? the one my wife gave me, um, and you know. That's the story in my
0: life. So, all right. Oh, I love it, man. That's awesome. Long suffering, long suffering brides, we both have mm. for sure. Um, so Oliver, we're about to hop into the Monday hot takes. Um, but before that, we have a special announcement, and this goes out to all of the listeners right now. Oliver, you get to be on a special podcast because this is our first giveaway. We actually have a giveaway this podcast, we are giving away a book. Uh, called Church Membership by Jonathan Lehman. It is part of the Nine Marks Building Healthy Churches uh, line. Fantastic book, gets into the ins and outs of what it means to be a church member, why church membership is important, what it looks like when you're a member, Awesome book. So what you guys have to do if you want this book, we've only got one. It's going to go out to one person. You have to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. It's just Facebook slash Everyday a Monday. Instagram is um, at Everyday a Monday Pod, P-O-D, short for podcast, not the band. Uh, Everyday a Monday Pod. And what you guys have to do, you have to like the post about the giveaway, and you have to tag a friend in the post. So you got to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, like the post, tag a friend in it, and then in two weeks, we will round up all of the names, shuffle them all up, uh, and we'll pick one, and you will get this book, Church Membership. I will ship it out to you personally, free of charge to you. All you have to do is follow us on Facebook and Instagram, like the post, tag a friend in the post. And you will get the book if we choose you. So that's what you guys got to do. Looking forward to it. It's our first giveaway. It's the first of many. We're going to be doing them again. But like us and tag somebody in the post. Okay, Oliver, moving on now, man, to the Monday Hot Takes. This is when I ask you a bunch of random questions and you give me the first thing that pops into your head. Uh, you ready for these?
1: I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I just told you my story. I don't know if this is a good thing.
0: <laughs> no, man. See, these are the, the right. this this is where I want you to overthink okay. stuff right here right. because this is where we get gold, okay. right? All right, first
1: one. Favorite Mexican dish? That's that's quesadilla all all oh, day yeah. every day. Is Very that Mexican? Good.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Ameri- it's American. It's American Mexican yes. pizza. Yes, it is. It is. It'll work. Uh, favorite band or slash musical artist?
1: Ooh, I, w- I would have to say I, I'm a huge Switchfoot fan. I, Switchfoot, I, I am, going 90s. I, I, I'm a little old school, little old school. Right. Yeah. No,
0: I respect that. All right. <laughs> you have to answer this next question. Okay? You have to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> try, Everything, man.
0: Our friendship is at stake. Okay, no, okay, okay. If you could send three people into space to colonize Mars with Elon Musk with the knowledge that they would never come back. Who would they be?
1: <laughs> Three people into space.
0: <laughs> Just get them off planet earth, man.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Um, man, I feel like Todd white would probably be there. Yes. There. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. Todd, there's if you ever there's number this. He's seat.
0: Number one. Yes. He's,
1: he's probably going to, going to be the pilot for sure. Um,
0: Todd White, I love yeah. it, man. Okay. Joyce, One down,
1: two to go. Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Um, All right. Yeah. Um
0: Todd White and Joyce Meyer. All right. Who's then, who, Who's in the caboose, man? Who's who, Who's who's in the back getting yeah, see, sick?
1: Feel, now you guys are going to know how reformed I am, but man, I think I think Benny Hinn would be a great uh, accompaniment there. there you you go, get those man. guys on the, and, and you know what? Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of healing on that trip. That's for Dude, sure. A lot going on. Benny Hinn's
0: going to be like waving yeah. this coat around his yeah. head, right? Todd White's going to be up there right. trying to like grow yeah. Joyce Meyer's legs like, to the even, <laughs> yeah, if to he, the if even if amount. If
1: Benny Hinn did come back, he'd be taller. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. He'd be taller. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, sorry, I love man. it, man. Yeah, well that, done. That's it. That's what I got.
0: Well done. That That is a good trifecta mm-hmm. of uh, people we're sending up. I like it. Uh, let's see. Coffee or tea?
1: Uh, tea tea yeah
0: okay all right not a coffee guy no i love
1: coffee but uh it it doesn't agree with my stomach anymore all right oliver
0: what is one of your least favorite foods or or the least favorite foods uh, this is easy all
1: right. all right um i would say uh, to make a full meal description for yep. you i would say goulash yep. with cream corn in it and then as a side the canned spinach you know that to okay. me that that meal to me yeah, I was raised on it and so I hope my mom okay. doesn't hear this but thank you mom for making me dinner but I hate that stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair good good to know so 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 if I if if we ever have you over, uh, we will not be having goulash with cream corn and canned spinach. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, good Josh. to know. We'll we'll have quesadillas. Yes, man. Well, that's what we'll do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually got this new recipe that I've actually created for chicken tacos. What? And I think they're pretty authentic. Uh, I actually had – they've been certified fresh by a friend I have from Mexico.
1: Well, I am a taco connoisseur. So when I come – Oh, yes. My wife's half Hispanic. That's right. That's right. I've been been sampling for years. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to schedule a time. You're going to get me up there. I'm going to make you all chicken tacos.
1: Thank you. I'm ready. Gonna, we're going to do it. 5.30? Uh, Sounds good?
0: Five, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Let's schedule it a little farther okay. out in advance. Right. i got to buy all the cilantro. All right. That's a lot of cilantro i got to buy. Well, Oliver, we have come to the end of the podcast, man. You went through the Monday Hot Takes like a champ. You ran the gauntlet. Fantastic. Before we get going... Uh, let people know where they can find you. Let them know where they can find the Mission House, uh, where they can go to support it.
1: Yeah, uh, if you want to support us, please go to the MissionHouse.info. That's our website. Um, it'll have all my contact information on there: my email, my phone number. Um, you, uh, you can add us on Facebook and our Instagram. Um, we would love your prayers and support. And uh, contact me if you want any more information.
0: Oliver, I appreciate you being on the podcast with me, man. It was a blast. Thanks for joining me.
1: Josh, thanks uh, for having me and keep up the good fight. All right. Love it, man. Uh, Hey,
0: everyone. You can head over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five-star rating. Please. We really enjoy that. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Facebook.com slash Everyday Monday Podcast. Instagram at Everyday Monday Pod. Do not forget about the giveaway happening in two weeks. Follow us, like the page, like the like the post, tag somebody in it, and you will be entered in for the drawing. Thank you all for joining us in the trenches today, and we will catch you on the next ep of Every Day a Monday.